from where you are standing, you see Siobhan still slowly lumbering out of the vehicle. And when you make the conscious effort in this moment, I am going to undo this. You slowly watch as time slowly starts reversing. You watch her slowly lumber back into the vehicle. You watch the front of this convertible just kind of spring back in time as the vehicle just starts tumbling back down the highway. And then you close your eyes. And when you open them again, you are in this convertible. It is already moving, as you can see from the dashboard of the car. 90 miles per hour and rising on the highway. And no one's hand is on the wheel, as you are presently in the vehicle. You are maybe two miles away from where your friends should be standing right now. And it's only you and Siobhan in the car. And Siobhan turns to you and goes, What the fuck are you doing here? Are you there, are you here to make things worse? Cab is focusing on the car. Her hands are on and the wheel now. Are the brakes working? Give me a one die fortune roll. That's a three. They are not working. <laughs> okay. That's what the e-brake is built for, baby. Okay. Give me <coughs> a two die fortune roll. I'm going to make you work for this. You decided this is a thing that you wanted to do. We're working for it. That's a four and a two. Okay. You you put your hand on the e-brake, and the very first time that you press down and pull up, it feels like it's not moving. It feels less like it's jammed and more like you can tell like there is a physical force that is attempting to hold this lever against you. But then you mm-hmm. try it again, and it pulls. Mm-hmm. And you get... And we let the clutch out. And you hear this ungodly screeching noise from mm-hmm. the bottom of the car. It sounds as if the the back axle just kind of accidentally popped <laughs> popped mm-hmm. off uh, popped off the, the chassis of the vehicle and is now scraping on the bottom uh, scraping against the road. Mm-hmm. And oh yes. I have just ruined the suspension oh yeah this car is this car is toast and y'all continue this this car continues barreling down the highway for another 20 seconds that feels like an absolute eternity but it does come to a stop and cat says narrative causality can suck me off siobhan looks to you still absolutely bitterly and goes so what, you were here to spare me one minute? Why are you here? What What did you come here to do? To punish me again? I don't think there's anyone who has, who deserves to keep reliving their worst moment. Take that seatbelt off. We're getting out of this stupid car. She t- tries to take the seatbelt off and it's not coming off. And she turns to you and goes, See? I don't get to... It's supposed to happen this way all the time. I don't. Mm-hmm. And Kat looks at how oh young Siobhan then is and says, in I guess 
five years, you're going to learn how little I am interested in the idea of supposed to. While this is happening, you notice uh, Vic and Nina running back down the highway to meet you all. The hey team, which of you has a knife? Kat's got the glove compartment open because she is looking for the emergency cutter and so forth. Carries a knife. You find a Bowie knife in the glove compartment. Hey, good enough. Hold real still for me, okay? You cut the seatbelt. Both parts of the seatbelt slowly turn into tentacles and then retract into the vehicle. You hear like this hissing noise of like putting hot steel in water. That happens. Siobhan is free. She refuses to get out of the car. Cat gets out of the driver's side, walks around to the passenger's side, opens the door, and starts just bodily hauling her out of the car. No? No? Let me go! This is... This is not the hole you're dying in today. Sorry. Why do you care? Who are you? Hey, we have your body! We we have your body... We could put you back in it? Wait, do we figure out how to put her back in it? So that's... So it was you then. So you're you're the people who did this to me. No, no, we just... No. Did we... Wait, did we do it? No, we didn't. The person that put you here this way is not with us. If you can see my face and her face and her face, you can tell that we're not that person. If you remember, you'll know that the rest of us were trying to get you to stop doing what you were doing without having to hurt you the way that the other one did. And now we're here to bring you back. Siobhan shrugs her way out of Kat's grasp and struts over to you, Vic, and puts... A hand on the collar of your shirt and goes, I don't remember. I remember that some years ago, I was doing terrible things to people. That I thought I was helping them. That I thought I was re-something. I thought I was rejuvenating them, making them feel better, making them feel whole. But I've been in this car for like six years now. Or what feels like it. All I remember right now is this car and that. And then she points straight up at the sky. And what is in the sky, Brandon? Cat. You look up. And where there was supposed to be the full harvest moon in this night sky... You instead see a large human eye blink and then widen. The minute you look up, the earth starts shaking. In the most delicate and ladylike way possible, Cat flips the eye off. That doesn't stop the ground from shaking. Everyone you are no, present No, but it makes me feel a little bit better. We gotta get out of here. We gotta get out of here. What is that? What is that? While all of this is happening, Ruth, as you're cleaning your apartment, 
you see the compact that is lying on the table is vibrating violently. Like it is like lifting up off the table. It is not merely shaking. It is moving as if it were alive. I mean, that sounds about right. (laughs) (laughs) Do you interact with the compact at all? Let's see, how long has it been? For you, it's probably been eh, 10-15 minutes. For everyone in the dream, it's probably been like an hour and a half. Much of that was spent walking, I'm sorry. Okay, so I have cleaned up my puke. Mm -hmm. I have put the card into the... I have just put the card into the... um, The freezer. Into the freezer. Have I seen anything like this before? Mm, Not like this. You know that because mirrors are passageways into the dream, that every once in a while, when things are weird in a dreamscape, it is weird for the mirror that led there. So you get the impression as a result that something violently disturbing is happening in the dream. But because you didn't see anybody go there, your vague impression is that obviously your friends may have used this to get into a dream, but you don't know for sure. All you know is that the compact is open and that it's doing dream mirror things. Okay, well, Ruthless would have caught me up to speed because Ruthless and Ruth don't hide anything from each other. Mm-hmm. So what Ruth is going to do is, having heard via Ruthless what Kat said about the card and how these cards act like homing devices for people, is going to go to the freezer, take the card, go to the nearest not-glowing, rotating mirror, and I am going to cuss up to God and reach my arm in with the intent of grabbing everybody in there and just pulling them all out. Okay. Vic. You notice a hand poking out of the rearview mirror of the convertible. You recognize that hand. Ruth's head pokes out through following it and says, Jesus fucking goddamn Christ, get in here already! Vic will gently but martial arts adeptly wrap their arm around the arm where Siobhan has the knife, if she still has the knife, and then reach out a hand to, to Ruth saying... Chain up, we're getting out of here. Okay, does everybody else link as a result? Yep. <laughs> Nina's like, wait, wait. that's Ruth? <laughs> Unless some, I missed something in the blocking, up. I think I might still have the knife. Yeah, no, that's yeah, Ruth. you have the knife, yeah. But yes. Well, then all I have to do is uh, grab um, Janet's wrist. Okay. Kat is on the end of the chain because her other hand still has the knife. So then Nina will grab Siobhan's other wrist, I guess, yeah. And then grab Kat. <laughs> I pull everybody through, and following Ruthless's suggestion, the mirror that I'm doing this for is through the old jewelry box, which is facing the MRI, and my aim is to basically trebuchet Siobhan Psyche back into her body as I'm pulling everybody out. Very nice. Okay. 
<laughs> I would like you to give me a roll for that, Ruth. Okay, what role am I doing? I mean, you're about to perform a physical action. I guess that's a defy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, your position is risky. Only your, risky. Your effect is standard. Risky standard? Eh, yeah. Okay. It could be worse, but the conditions are not primed for it to be worse right now because you're not in an overtly hostile dream. Right. I am going to push myself for that. Okay. So I get three dice. And is there a poison promise that I can take? Instead? I mean, there is one. It's not going to be immediately applicable in the event that you succeed, but I'm going to I'm going to allow it anyway, precisely because you might still succeed. Even though you were not primarily in the dream, because you are exerting uh, force upon the dream, it will alert the nightmares twice, which will bring the clock to five of six. Hmm. I think narratively it makes more sense, and it falls more in line with... Ruth's demeanor in general if he's just exerting himself as opposed to making some kind of dream bargain, so I'm going to stick with the push. Okay, cool. Yeah. Will uh, Ruth allow an assist from Vic? How would you contextualize it? I mean, I don't think I can deny an assist. <laughs> um, since Vic is the person who's directly holding your hand, if we're getting Looney Tunes out of the, the mirror... I, I would argue that Vic might kind of catch your what I what you were going for and try to like help the angle go. Oh, uh, okay. Um, or at least is be a strong part of the chain. Okay. Um, I don't think Ruth would really be in a position to be like no, because <laughs> he's holding the card with the other hand and he's holding you with the only other hand he's got. So is that four dice then in total? Yes, it mm -hmm. is. So roll 4d6. That's a 4, a 1, a 5, and a 1. Yeah, 5 is enough. You're strong enough to do it, but the dream being its own physical force is kind of suddenly too much for you to handle in this point. So it hurts a lot. It feels like lifting weights that are being held down to the ground by electromagnets, but you do get everybody out. And you pull the combined weight of four people out back into your uh, apartment. And on the floor, you see, tumbling out of this uh, jewelry box mirror, you see Vic, Kat, Nina, and a large glass vial. I'm guessing Ruthless is telling me what to do with that vial. <laughs> In the place where Vic would have been holding Siobhan, instead there is uh, like a one-foot glass bottle that looks like one of those like slim, cylindrical um, perfume uh, bottles, but just like incredibly large and it has written on the front of it as if it were an actual perfume bottle eau de l'esprit 
So Ruth takes the bottle, and it is a perfume bottle, you said, correct? Yeah, it's a large perfume. It's a, it's a one-foot perfume bottle. <laughs> and he's muttering, Jesus Christ, um, all over again, and basically wrenches the nozzle of it off and just dumps it all over Siobhan. <laughs> okay. You do that. You just, like, pour this bottle of liquid all over Siobhan. It smells like apricots and lavender, and you can sense that there are other things here that are not scents so much as feelings, but you can't put them into context. And uh, after the bottle has now been emptied, uh, you look at the drenched form of Siobhan, and nothing happens for a good long while. And then after a minute passes, you see Siobhan shrug and turn on her side as if she was merely asleep. I'm back in the kitchen throwing up from the smell. (laughs) Does anyone want to respond to the thing? Did the machete come with me? Uh, nope. You have like a handful of salt in your hand now. Throw it over your shoulder. (laughs) Not in my bedroom, though. You throw it over your shoulder and it hits Nina square in the face. No! Ow! (laughs) Vic, how do you respond to the thing that you've just seen? Vic is a bit surprised because I don't think we, or to their knowledge, Euphony have done quite this before, but it seems to have worked. And we should probably not all be in this room in case she wakes up uh, soon. Because again, that will become very difficult in terms of uh, how she feels about the various people involved. Especially waking up in someone else's bed. Fair. I finished throwing up. (laughs) Everybody out. I'm going to wake her up. All right. We'll be here if if you need us. I finish throwing up and then Ruth storms back and he says, call Calendron. If he wants to be so useful, he can get her body out of my fucking apartment. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Nina texts him. It's good to have you back, Ruth. And fuck you too. I missed you. <laughs> Do you want some ginger ale? Oh, Ruth gives them all a profound look of loathing and proceeds to rinse his vomit down the sink. <laughs> While uh, Vic is, I presume, ushering everyone out of this particular room of the apartment. Yeah. Kat, as you step closer to Siobhan, you notice that while from afar it seems like she's actually sleeping quite restfully, as you get a little closer, you can get the impression that she's actually quite restless. Um, She gives the impression that she's been uh, engaging in REM sleep at a speed that is higher than it should be for most people. Kat shakes her shoulder very lightly. She jolts awake and starts screaming. Such a fun way to have, have someone react when they wake up. Shaking her again. Come on, come on. We need to get going. Some party last night, huh? Let's go, let's go. 
she stops for a bit and is taking like taking a deep breath and taking in her surroundings. And then she looks at you and her eyes widen and she starts pushing away from you. She stops hey, screaming, hey, but she is pushing calm away down. from you. You're okay. You had a little too much champagne last night and we couldn't get you on the train safe, so I took you to my friend's place. Nope, nope. Good try, Charlotte, but I remember that part. I do. I do. And A for effort. I do think I deserve it, but I think I'm good. You can leave me be now. And Kat takes her work voice off. And says, oh, good. You do remember things. I have some questions for you. And I can't answer them. I'm going to go now, okay? And Nina, pe mm. Nina peeks in. Does she want some ginger ale, too? Oh, yeah, good point. Do you want some ginger ale? Nope, I'm good. Uh, she gets up off the floor. And you get the impression that she's struggling to walk. Like, she hasn't... She hasn't had the experience of genuinely being in, on her feet for quite some time. Um, and she kind of wobbles her way to the door. Gonna break your neck if you put your high heels on. Whatever. I, I wish I had <coughs> had to deal with any of this crap. Just kind of... She falls to her knees and starts slowly dragging herself to the door. I mean, you and me both. What now? You go report back to eh, whoever you're working for? Get me killed? It's gonna be That's... so bad for business, gosh. You know how much money we made at my birthday event last year? You're taking this remarkably nonchalantly, you know. Well, damn it. given that you were screaming your head off, somebody here has to be the calm one. Why are you like this? Like, she actually stops and turns back to face you. Like, still kneel kneeling on the ground, but turns to face you. Why are you like this? Why why is this any of your business? Why do you... Because I was in the there? right place at the right time. But why? Do you think I need a reason to help someone? Like, hmm. Do you think that... It makes sense... To walk away if you are in a position where you have the means to help someone. Everybody else walks away. They walked away on me. Are you going to fix that too? Of course not. I can't fix other people. Do you realize is how fewer customers we would have if we fixed people? But you were there. You were suffering. And I did something about it. And instead of, you know, going back out there and suffering some more, maybe you can make some different choices. Come on, hang around. Let's talk a little, huh? There is a moment when you can see that Siobhan is actually thinking about at least staying here and saying something. Should I be making a confess roll? And I'll give you this one. <laughs> she stops and she thinks about it. And then she goes, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I really can't do this right now. I, 
I have to get out before be- before they notice they were watching you I can't I, I I can't be here I need to get out of here and you need to get out of here too if you know what's good for you this this is because I'm helping Harbor. people this is Cloud Harbor someone is always watching so I'm going to give them a hell of a show. And you gotta admit, that Tokyo Drift action was pretty cool. Come on, you didn't even know I could do that, did you? I want you to give me the confessor for that. <laughs> Your position is desperate, your effect is extreme. <laughs> oh boy. Let's see, that's gonna be my 1d6, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's a three. Somebody seems to be in the mood to inspire you, or at least was considering it. Arudinal, what was that about? Because if somebody wants to do the thing, I will let them do the thing. Is anyone here? I don't think anyone is here who can do the thing. Is Shadowed Mage awake tonight? Uh, unfortunately not. Um, so I will say that this stands. I'd like to invoke Rewind Return. You have been through this timeline at least once before. Flashbacks cost one less stress than normal. How did this go wrong the first time? And I posit that the last time Kat tried to talk to Siobhan about her involvement in the conspiracy, she made the mistake of talking too much about Siobhan. So now she's deflecting focus back onto herself. Okay. I'll give you that. I would like you... Give me a 1D Fortuno. It's a 4. Four is we are uh, average today. <laughs> it looks like Trifity Mats has redeemed an inspiration for channel points. Oh-ho! Yes. Oh. Okay, I'm, okay, I'm going to say that this can also happen. Cool. So then, I guess... Um, do you wanna Thank give you, me, Trifity Mats. Do you want to give me another D6 then? Here right we go. There. That's a 3. Okay, Thank so. you very much for the extra die. Aha. Okay, if nothing else, Nina is just going to do a Nina rant <laughs> if 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 she ch- if Siobhan tries to leave. <laughs> if Siobhan tries to leave, Ruth is physically blocking the door and actually going to threaten her. Oh, do not make this worse. <laughs> no, no. Ruth is up to here with everything that's happening. A stranger got woken up in his home that he did not want woken up in his home. He actually had someone else call dice so that this would not happen. So that she would wake up outside of his home, and now she is awake in his home. People are in his home. He does not care for that. (laughs) Siobhan chuckles a little bit and goes, Okay, that was cool. You're very good at being cool. I'm just... I don't know how long that's gonna last you. I don't know a lot. But I know... That the things that I have seen already, I don't think I could just fight against that. I don't think I, I don't think I'm going to be of much help to you. Not much more than just getting out of your way. I didn't save you so that you could help us. I saved you because you needed saving. Somehow I don't believe that. You want to know why? Because if being... If being in a position to save other people because they needed saving mattered to you at all, then you'd save yourself and your friends. 
and get out of Cloud Harbor because before this gets worse. Yeah, I'm working on that. It's a long-term project. Sure it is. Because you haven't been at Somnio for as long as I've known you, right? Not at all. Mm-hmm. In any case, so I need like, to get out of here before anybody sees me. We've got someone coming to give you a lift. Just as you say that, there is a knock on the door. Ruth goes and yanks the door open. It swings on its beautifully disgustingly oiled hinges. <laughs> you open the door and it is not dice. Who is it? Because it's very unlucky for them that they are here today. <laughs> um, Ruth's about to be the cable guy to death. <laughs> oh lord. You see a very beautiful dark-skinned woman uh, okay. in what looks to be a specifically like well-tailored pinstripe jacket like immaculate makeup immaculate hair uh stands in front of the door grinning and goes hi i was told that one of your friends might be staying with you tonight i'm looking uh, for do i know this person you have no i idea. do you have no idea who this person is Nina okay. is geeking the fuck out. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. But you're in my bedroom right now. You're nowhere near the front door. No, no, door. I'm not in the bedroom. I'm 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 outside. <laughs> okay. Cat kicked everyone out. Yeah, yeah, cat kicked everyone out before she woke up Shimon. Yeah. Uh yeah, so Ruth open yanks open the door, does not recognize this person, snaps, who the fuck are you? <gasps> Nina, do you just wanna say the thing out loud? <laughs> oh my god, it's the light. Delilah Hall leans over um, uh, Ruth's shoulder and says, Yes, it is. Glad to meet a fan. <laughs> Ruth um, smacks Nina's uh, phone down. <laughs> she bumbles it. Hey! I'm I here to look for a uh, Charlotte Holly. Ruth looks at her and says, do I look like I give a fuck? And slams the door in her face. <laughs> you slam the door on Delilah. <laughs> Nina, can, Nina's lost the ability to make volume. <laughs> it's just all air. <laughs> okay. While that's happening, while, <laughs> while um, Kat and Siobhan can hear an unidentified ruckus taking place outside, Siobhan takes that as... Yeah, as you can see, the, I'm probably, it's probably best I don't be here now. But if you want to talk, I'll make myself available to talk. It's just, keep yourself out of trouble. You can't help people if you get hurt. Sometimes it's worth it to get a little hurt. Omelette, uh... eggs, etc. Sure. Uh, for Cat, um, you know that there is a, like, a back exit to Ruth's apartment, so you could leave mm -hmm. via the fire escape if you wanted while no, Ruth yeah. is... Mm -hmm. Siobhan, <laughs> yeah. Siobhan already identified that and is hobbling mm -hmm. their way out to the fire escape staircase. Cat's Where like, you can see uh, out the window um, that Dice is waiting in a an unmarked gray van, mm -hmm. looking very conspicuously left and right. 
Cat is actually going to do it, like, dart out in front of Janet and go down the fire escape first so that she is, even though Cat has spindly little spaghetti arms, so that she is positioned to try to catch her if she loses her footing. Mm -hmm. It looks like Siobhan is having a very painful time, but she holds her own the entire time and gets into the van without incident. When you make your way back toward the the staircase of the fire escape, Delilah is already waiting for you at the foot of the stairs. Hi there. I was looking for you. Rin, what time of day is it? Uh, and or night? It's quite late at night. It's like maybe... Half eight-ish in the night. Mm-hmm. And Delilah Hall presents a burgundy envelope to you and goes, I've been specifically tasked with offering you the opportunity of a lifetime. Wow, you've got such a bad sense for TPO. This is incredibly not the right time or place to be doing this. Oh my gosh. Oh well, yeah, I'm aware that it's not the time people typically do this kind of work, but... Also, following me to my friend's place? Super creepy. Like, wow, don't. Super don't. That I have to take responsibility for, but that was because um, that was the information that was given to me by the person who sent me. Oh yeah, that's not a good enough excuse. Oh no, I... Fair. But... I mean... One typically struggles to say no to Rustam Demir. And she dangles the envelope in her hand. Hey, I get it. I also used to have a really shitty boss. You know what the trick is? No. You don't say no to their face. You just go away and wait for them to forget. They'll have another stupid idea tomorrow and get focused on that. It's great. Try it. You say that, but... It's Rustam Demir. His... You hear... His stupid ideas have stupid ideas. And they're ironclad ones, too. I mean... They are free tickets, but... If that's not your speed, perfectly fine. I just have to say that I did the thing. It's good for my clout as well, I guess. Look, look, I totally get it. I'll read the thing, but I'm not promising to call back. That's fair. But I hear that he's keen on something that would be noteworthy to you. And she leaves the envelope on the staircase and walks away. You hear Ruth's voice echo through the alley and don't fucking come back. Pat kicks the staircase. Stop doing it, guys. Cat kicks the staircase and mutters, Why are men so profoundly boring? Is this a venture capitalist problem? Is it just that venture capitalists are boring? You... Why have I never met a female venture capitalist? <laughs> or a, a non-binary one? 
or like any combination of genders that's not just a guy who's high on his own supply. Huh. You kick the staircase and the envelope, which was like wax sealed, hits the ground and the envelope pops out of the seal and the contents slide out of the envelope. In which you see four like gold leaf invitations to an upcoming fundraising gala. Uh, for the Aisha Demir Foundation. A folded stack of papers that you can't see the printed contents of. And 15 crisp hundred dollar bills. Kat scoops all of this up. And lifts it to her face as though it's a bouquet of flowers. And inhales deeply and says, Yeah, yeah, that definitely smells like a trap. And as you have the envelope lifted to your face... The camera pans just away from you enough to notice that even though the envelope has no printed written text on it, very faintly embossed on the front of the envelope is the fractal eye. And that's where we call tonight's episode of Girl by Moonlight Fractal's Bio. Woo! Uh, so yeah. Things have happened! Uh, <laughs> Uh, how do you feel about the things that have happened? I cannot let believe that you let me get away with that Tokyo Drift move. Nah, no, it was perfect. <laughs> I didn't expect you to lean all the way into that, but you did. And I was like, the way that I imagined that scene going is that it would have been physically impossible for you to do anything and you wouldn't have attempted. But then you attempted and I was like, okay, I need to pay this off. No, no. That was Cars wild. come with e-brakes for a reason, my friend. Not in the dream, but I, uh, it, it was it was only right that you, since you decided that this person needed to be helped, that I should give it to you. I should also ask, because it only occurred to me after you had made the decisions that you did, do you have any dots in forgive? Um, I have one transcendent dot in forgive. Uh, right, yeah, not yet, not yet, but noteworthy. Someday, yeah. at some point, maybe. Nina, so far, is the only character who has rolled forgive. <laughs> and it turned out quite well, actually, so we shall see how this turns out for the rest of the group. Mm-hmm. How do you, how, how does the, how did the rest of you feel about what has transpired this evening? That nightmare I was awesome. <laughs> I was actually, I made up a thing that I knew in my head about Siobhan and uh, immediately felt very icky about pursuing all of it. But that's the nature of this game, I think. So yes. My character didn't exist for like 60% of this episode and yet still somehow wound up with more stress than and he started. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> so Ruth is not having Ruth a just kind of time. woke up in the middle of the day, several days afterward, like pain dripping with sweat provoked to suddenly puke um i imagine you have a lot of questions for your friends at some point but we will get I, there i mean if we're taking it into account that this is a normal thing for him i think he actually came back to consciousness quite soon mm -hmm. like maybe after the first day so he's just been stuck in the back seat for a while and furious about all of it mm-hmm so the accumulated stress does make sense. He's just very, very angry right now. Nina, how do you feel about the thing? 
Nina is having just like an implosion right now because one of her favorite influencers just showed up at Ruth's apartment. And at some point, Vic is going to explain that to Nina. And it's going to be a very sad convo. And then Nina might unfollow Delilah and be really bummed about it. (laughs) No. Like, wait, you're saying she might be a bad guy? Loss of innocence. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm very sorry. Doesn't want to have to have that conversation, but absolutely will. <laughs> but yeah. It's going to be so tragic. <laughs> mhm. Uh we we're just ruining so many things for Nina Lopez and I'm very sorry. Um, when but, uh, when she transcends it's really going to be a lot. <laughs> indeed. But yes, uh now we are on track to get into our first real mission because the party that Vic was investigating about earlier, you've just been invited to now all of a sudden. Um, so that's going to be delightful. It means we all need to come up with fancy outfits. Shopping montage. Mm-hmm. Dun, 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 you dun. have a week to tell me exactly how extravagantly you dress for this thing. And I have to figure out exactly how dull to make Rustam dress. Um, but yes, until such a point... I would like to ask all of you, please, yet again, to let all of the lovely people in chat know who you are, what you do, and where people can find you next, starting with Mike. Hello, everybody. I have been Vic Zanes, the guardian who tries very hard and things are difficult, uh, believes in people, even in a world that's crappy. I'm Michael R. Underwood. I write science fiction, fantasy, urban fantasy. My uh, the, the third novel in my Rerea's geeky urban fantasy series, Hexamancy, is back out this coming Tuesday in ebook, and then shortly after that in paperback. And when it is, that means the whole thing will be available. And so you can get all four of them, stack them up and go, ah, plus four to geek. It will be wonderful. You can find me streaming at twitch.tv slash TurboTango. And this coming Friday, I will be the dancing master for Court of Blades Valaword, our other series with Premi Mohammed, Marie Bilodeau, Brandon O'Brien and Gregory A. Wilson as a coterie of House Vorster, the old house of Marshall Valor. And that's me. Mm -hmm. Uh, Next, Valerie. I have been and remain Valerie Valdez. And you can find me online at ValerieValdez.com or at Valerie Valdez on Twitter or on Twitch at The Kids Are Asleep, which is when I stream. We are playing Hades tomorrow. It will be fun times. Next, Yoi. Hello, hello, and very soon, goodbye, goodbye. I have been and remain Yoigoin Lin, he, they pronouns today. I played Vermilion Jingwei Ruth as well as his alter ego, Ruthless. Um, it was a bad time <laughs> for one of those parties. The other party had a great time. It is very obvious who's who. You can find me on Twitter at this is my design. Design is spelled capital D A S E I N. It is a philosophy joke and a Hannibal pun, uh, because that is what we enjoy around here. <laughs> mm-hmm. And last but not least, Yori. Give me an I. Give me an O. Give me an R. Give me another I, because there are no L's in my name. Kusanoiyori.com at Yori Kusno on Twitter. Find my writing or just come fight me. Whichever. I have been Cat Holly, the time traveler. <laughs> Thank you so very much for that. 
And as for me, again, I have been your humble stage manager this evening, Brandon O'Brien. Pronouns he, him, or they, them. You can find me almost everywhere on the internet at The Rising Tides. That's T-I-T-H-E-S. I also have a newsletter that I've brought back from the dead, which you can find at afternoontea.ghost.io, where you can hear me have lots of feelings about music and sometimes share cute images from the video games that I play on my cell phone. I have a poetry collection called Can You Sign My Tentacle, which is up for an Elgin Award. Um, So maybe that is a thing that happens soon. So if you haven't read uh, those poems and are into the idea of doing weird things to the Lovecraft mythos, including but not limited to have them just ask for a rapper's autograph that one time, definitely check that out. Um, That's me. So yes, I am very excited to see what happens next when we get to our next game of Fractal Spire, which will be at some point in the future. But for that to happen, all of you need to be rested and do other things to take care of your body. So I will uh, let you all have the rest of your evening. But thank you so very much for joining me for yet another session of Girl by Moonlight Fractal Spire. This has been a lot of fun, and I will look out for you all very, very soon. The theme music for Speculate is Yellow Wood by Greg's band The Road. Find out more at www.thebandtheroad.com. Hi, everyone. If you've enjoyed what we've been doing here on Speculate and you've been thinking to yourself, where can I get more role-playing in my life? Can I recommend arvanelleron.com, A-R-V-A-N-E-L-E-R-O-N.com, where you can check out the Curse of Strahd podcast. This, set in the world of Ravenloft, is a Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition campaign, which has been running for a long time with a similar group of players, and which has been both a lot of fun and I think you will find enjoyable. If you like it, please let us know both there and over here. You can subscribe to it on iTunes, Google Play Podcasts, and many other fine podcast providers. Thanks, and we'll see you over there.